We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap presents Football, the show. Why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Goodness, the Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. It's been too long, Brendan, (laughs) since we've done this podcast. (laughs) But I think we're doing it so well that we should, uh, we're doing it really well, and we should allow a younger, better looking podcast to take over, you know, because we're doing it so well. That's right. This would be the perfect time for for a younger podcast to step in and step up, and we don't know how that podcast would do. That's right, preferably but, with a name that the majority of Americans probably can't pronounce. So, but untested means yep, it it could, it could be better. It could be better. Could be worse. We don't know because but we don't know. So that's the mystery. That's the fun box that Miami's living in right now. <laughs> Which is to say, speaking of Miami and. And all these other fun things. This is the NFL uh, weekly show from me, Brendan, and uh, uh, not pork. I know it's not pork. Not, he's uh, as we all know and need to be reminded of. He is not with us because he hates football. It's Brian. Yes, I'm, that's me. From we're the debates debates on tap boys minus one. Yep. So always we're here to kind of break down a couple football things, talk talk about football, and then kind of make some picks and predictions for next week. I'm tired of making picks and predictions. I'm getting them all wrong. No, this week you actually you actually did better than I did. Ah! By, <laughs> by a game. So Yeah. So yeah. Got to make up slow ground. This Just, was a this is a weird week of football cuz Oh, um, that's what it is. When I win, it's a weird week. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh there was a couple of things where like for example, the Falcons and Vikings played and uh the Falcons sh- or the Vikings, I should say, showed their true colors and decided uh, that Kirk Cousins was going to throw three more interceptions and just shit the bed. And I think that that's a franchise that has a lot of questions going forward, which they've always had. You know, that's what Diggs left. He was it was frustrated, right? And it's kind of like whenever they want to turn it on, they can turn it on, and then whenever they don't want to turn it on, they just by God <laughs> dig their heels in and don't do a goddamn thing. Um, so it's an interesting idea of that. Is it? Because it's kind of like, you know, I think about Brian and I talked a little bit about the Cowboys and their situation with, unfortunately, Dak going down. Who's still the passing leader. <laughs> who is still the passing leader through. And that's an interesting thing to highlight, you know, because it's kind of like you get to a point where, like, 
you know, the Vikings last year and even this year still have a lot of talent. You know, Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen, other guys. That rookie, that rookie that wide rookie, out. Rookie, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the name is. And then you look at, you know, for example, the Cowboys last year. They had one of the most explosive offenses in the league last year. Dak threw for like 5,000 yards. They had three receivers who hit or almost hit 1,000 yards and still went 8-8. Eight and eight. Yep. And you look at this season, and like we said, Dak, that team has so much talent. Zeke, you have Dak Prescott, who unfortunately is no longer uh, playing the sport of football right now for a little while. You have CeeDee Lamb, you have Michael Gallup, you have Amari Cooper, you have all these big name guys, and yet the team was still only a one-win team, you know? Yep. And it's kind of like, is this a coaching thing? Is it the talent thing? And it's safe to say, especially in Dallas' situation, um, for those of you that don't know, Mike McCarthy took over for Jason Garrett, who was fired during the offseason. And... Little do people know is that when Mike, when Mike McCarthy, who is the old head coach of the, uh, the Packers, who again had a lot of talent and still only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it, it's one of those things that uh, whenever Mike McCarthy was hired on by the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones specifically inhibited or prohibited Mike McCarthy from hiring his guys and yeah. building his own staff. So that's why you still see like Kellen Moore is out there still calling plays for the Dallas Cowboys, even though Mike McCarthy is kind of known lazily as like an offensive type of minded quarterback or uh, head coach. I'm sorry. Baby face more. So it's kind of like, wh- where are the issues, you know? And then, you know, very much with the Vikings, you know, they, they just seem unprepared. You know, the Cowboys, they got blown out by the, the Arizona Cardinals, which it wasn't even close to a game for the majority of the whole thing. And it's one of those things that they just weren't prepared, weren't well coached. And it's like, could it be that the Cowboys have a general manager owner who is very involved and has a lot of say with the coaching staff and the coaching changes? And is it, you know, are the coaches not put into a good position to teach, you know, help their players prepare for the week and things like that? Because they just came out yesterday and just were just blown out by the Cardinals. No, no, no. That was the most prepared they had <laughs> been all season. M- Mike McCarthy said so. So if you're sitting there, if you're sitting over there and you're high horse right. and you're cloud trying to blame <laughs> Jerry Jones, who's never been at fault for anything. You're right. You're right. How dare you? You know, he listens. He does listen. And Jerry, if you could throw some money our way, that'd be great. We'd love to help out. But also resign. Also, let someone else take over because you don't know what you're doing, guy. (laughs) There's a whole story where he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel and like his son had to take the phone out of his hands years ago. (laughs) Like, I I just I'm just so confused. Like, there are so many great coaching candidates and, and, and things like that. And yet you still don't let guys succeed. You still don't put the best foot forward when it comes to like having players succeed, you know, like take the Houston Texans, you know, they have a a massively talented team and yet here they are, here they are, you know, they, they almost beat the Tennessee Titans last week, which was a crazy game. Um, so yes, I don't know. It's a lot of weird stuff going in the NFL. And again, this is a crazy year for the NFL anyway, like we've talked about many times, but it's also an interesting thing when you look at like coaching, coaching choices and, how prepared a team is and how not prepared they are. Have you seen the whole thing about Mike Vrabel and the the sneaky thing he did against the the Texans? Yeah, the twelve man on the field to get more time for a himself. Purposefully, a purposeful uh, penalty that stopped the clock. Yep, gave the Texans a new set of downs because it was second and one. The clock was about at three three minutes left in the game, basically, 
Vrabel basically like th- like from everyone as like analyzed this whole thing, he purposely put another guy out there without substituting a guy off. Yep. So that's twelve men on the field, which is a penalty. But it, it is it stops the clock. It gives them gives the Texans it's like a five yard penalty. Gave them a new set of downs because basically in his mind he said statistically they're gonna get this first down sooner or later. Yep. It's second and one. Like yep. they're gonna get it. And no matter what they do, it's like they're going to keep the clock rolling and then they're likely going to go down and score in some way and win this game. So what Vrabel did was basically get the penalty on purpose, stop the clock, give them a set of downs in a new statistical like way because I think they're in the red zone technically then. And so it's like, I think that we can handle this situation better than we could if we just gave them the, gave them a new set of downs with the clock running. Yeah. So it's a lot of interesting coaching decisions made this week, you know, with Mike Vrabel, which that was a very smart decision. And he had the whole thing last season against the Patriots where he kept, they kept getting penalties on a punt and back and forth, back and forth until the referees had to tell him to stop. Otherwise they're going to keep the, the clock rolling. Basically there's <laughs> something was really funny. Um, so a lot of interesting things like that. Um, as well as there's just a couple games. Like I just want to highlight very quickly. Um, Bengals and Colts was a very interesting game. Uh, it was ended up being 31 27. It was pretty close um, with the Bengals actually being, uh, I think they were on top. Yeah. They were up like 21 nothing. Yeah. Until the, until the, uh, until the Colts kind of went on a run in the second quarter and then ended up scoring 10 points in the last quarter. But it's interesting because we talked about Joe Burrow's development and how he's handling teams. And, you know, Indianapolis, they have, they're like the third ranked defense in the league right now. And for Joe Burrow and that team to come in and pass all over them uh, and, and just kind of go nuts, it's kind of like, is Indianapolis for real or are they, they not for real? You know, It's going to take longer before we know, but I also think Burrow has enough flash, enough flashes. I would agree. I would, I would agree with you. I think that's a, more of an indictment on how good, not an indictment, but more of a, a statement on how good Burrow is and how much he's maturing already within six weeks yep. than it is against the Colts. You know, I mean, you're going to play games where you just kind of shit the bed a little bit, which Chiefs did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, speaking of shooting in bed, uh, the Broncos Patriots game was a fascinating game too, because that was the game Brandon McManus had six or yeah, he kicked field goals for every score they had. Yeah. The Patriots couldn't do anything. And the, pa- the Patriots had a weird game. Yeah. Where, where, um, uh, Cam, of course, was coming off of two weeks off, basically. The Patriots kind of all over the place. Had a lot of injuries on the offensive line and the defensive line. So they didn't pressure Julock at all. Um, but they still, Broncos still couldn't score a but touchdown. That's the thing, is that even though the Broncos, I mean, the Patriots didn't have a great pass rush and could not pressure Locke, they still have a pretty solid secondary and linebacking core, right? Um, and despite that, Drew Locke only completed 10 passes for 189 yards and two interceptions. Gross. Almost had another one too, um, but when it came down, like you hit the nail on the head in the red zone, they just couldn't convert convert at all. The Patriots should have won if you if you're giving up only field goals. Exactly, I'm and sure Belichick was. I, I think so. And, and the issue, big issue, was was Cam Newton again was pressured a lot during that game. He was sacked like four times, threw two interceptions. It, it was a rough game for the for the Patriots offense. Basically, um, they just couldn't do enough to kind of keep the ball rolling and, and score some points. Um, as well as, we were pretty excited about the Browns-Steelers game, I think, and that ended up being a blowout, 38-7 to Steelers. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a bizarre thing where, you know, Steelers are, are pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm in, very interested in a couple weeks because Baltimore's on their bye this week, and then they come out and they play the Steelers next week, in, in two weeks, basically, what that game's going to look like. That game, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, but the Browns are just, they're a team that again, you know, whenever they're on, they're cooking, they put 40 points up, you know, two weeks in a row. And then they come out against Steelers and just seven points, just shit the bed. Uh, Baker of course had 10 interceptions or two interceptions. He had 10 interceptions. He had 10 in, uh, completions. He had two interceptions. They, this is the, this is the deal with the, the, the Browns. Um, the Steelers shut down their run game and the whole team fell apart. Yeah. Because we, as we've talked about before, Baker Mayfield works so well at, in a play action format. Basically he need they need the running game working well for Baker Mayfield to, to succeed. Baker Mayfield is not Drew Brees. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not the pocket passer with Drew Brees. He's not the mobile passer like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. He's not that type of guy. He needs a play action. He needs time to assess what's going on in the field and to throw the ball. He's so, got a cannon. He does. He has a, he has a pretty solid arm, but man, if he is on the run, if he's throwing the ball, it's not going to be pretty. And you got Jarvis Landry and OBJ. You should be putting up. And they have a pretty good. Uh, David and Joku's their tight end. Correct. They have a great. Is he hurt? I think he might be hurt, but, but they have a great tight end. They have a great, they have Cream Hunt. They have Nick Chubb. They have these guys who well, are, are pretty. Chubb's on IR. Chubb, unfortunately, Look, is on IR. Yeah, however. Let's just stop at OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Complete right. some passes. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that, that it's just a lot of interesting stuff going on. And um, whenever you really break down what these teams are doing and how they're responding to other teams, especially divisional games, as we found last week with the the, the Raiders and the Chiefs, divisional games are always tough, right? I thought we weren't going to have to talk about that. We weren't going to talk about it because now we're going to talk about the Chiefs smashing Buffalo in the mouth. Um, so yeah, the, the Kansas City Chiefs went into Buffalo and dominantly won that game. 200 rushing yards. Yeah. And <laughs> basically it was 26 to 17. Um, Clyde Edwards Elair had 26 carries for 161 yards. That's 6.2 yards a carry. Before the fourth quarter started, he was up to like almost eight yards a carry. It was crazy. Yeah, man. He heard uh, he heard about that bell signing. He's like, <laughs> I got to keep my job. Right. Uh, Mahomes, of course, uh, threw two touchdowns, passed the ball whenever he needed to. And it was the thing they, they talked about at the end of the game um, because don't get me wrong. Buffalo's defense is not good. They're 29th in the league. They're very bad against the pass and also very bad against the run. They have no bright spots on that defense. They got smashed by the, the Tennessee Titans of all teams uh, just a few days. There's six days before this game. And basically set they like Sean McDermott set two of their big defensive linemen and ball, to make a statement, blah, blah. And Mahomes basically said at the end of the game, hey, if they're going to keep putting light boxes out there, you know, basically six guys yeah. in the box. Like we're going to keep running the ball. And it just shows it, uh, what I'm excited about is it's almost like a, not a bye week, but it's like a relaxed week for Mahomes. Right. When you don't have to have him throw 40 times. Correct. And you're succeeding. It's not like a rough, weird game. Yeah. Just do that. That's fine. Cause exactly. you always have him to fall back on. Exactly. And, and I think it's really interesting too, because they played, the Buffalo Bills, who we had talked about, was probably one of my, and I, I don't, I don't, I think Brian too, one of our worried games for this year, right? Yeah. Well, it just flipped with the Raiders. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, um, because the Bills, you know, it was it was a rainy game. It was a rainy, cold game. I don't want to, you know, say too much about that. But the Chiefs' defense stepped up, and you know, much like we talked about in that Raiders game, it was only six plays that the Chiefs' defense gave up, whether it was through, um bad timing, poor communication, poor assignments, you know, whatever. Six plays gave up 200 plus yards for the Raiders. This game, Josh Allen threw only completed 14 passes, only threw 122 yards. Yeah, we didn't give up 200 yards at all. Correct. And 
Josh Allen was the leading rusher on their team with only 42 yards. And they would have had less points were it not for some penalties. So penalties both whew. both were very tough to watch that I don't agree with, as well as maybe one that was like, eh, okay, sure, like it's ticky tacky, but it's fine. But it's one of those things that, you know, yes, if the, the biggest thing now is if the Chiefs can just clean up some penalties, play sound football, they're fine. I mean, the Buffalo Bills were an AFC contender going into this this uh this season and through the season, things like that. The Buffalo Bills are widely regarded as they're going to win their division, likely going to make a run in the playoffs, and here they are. And they were, I mean, they were 4-1. and one. They were the same as the Chiefs. They weren't, so they weren't, yeah, nothing to sneeze at, and we sneeze all over them. Yep. So, fuck you. We always do. All right, so, picks from last week. I went 6-8. and eight. Brian, I went 7-7. Seven and seven. Brings us to our total of 51-23 and 23 and 46-28. and 28. I'll tell you, that's not a great. We don't have great <laughs> records at this. That's we're, a, we're above five hundred. So, but do you remember like week one and two? We were only missing like two or three games. <laughs> now we're going seven and seven. Well, that's the thing. Shit's getting weird, and I think coming up this week there's going to be an upset or two. I'm very interested to see how this how this next week is going to play out. It's also frustrating if somebody gets COVID after we record this. That too. Mostly, you know. Look, guys, stop getting COVID because our <laughs> podcast needs. We have to have some normalcy. Here. We have to have normalcy. We need normalcy. So here we Stop go. Stop having dinner with people who have COVID. Yeah, don't be a jackass. Don't be a jackass. It's it's easy. Right. We're so, not jackasses yeah. every day. Our Thursday uh, night game is the New York Giants playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Boo. What a bad Thursday night game. Uh, most Thursday night <laughs> games are pretty bad. Please stop making Thursday night games a thing. However, I will say the Eagles against the Ravens brought it to them. Yeah, and, and almost took them, almost beat the, almost beat the Ravens. So I mean, Daniel Jones has not looked good this year. No, at and he's all. without Saquon. So, so we're gonna go Eagles, right? I'm definitely going Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Then we have the Detroit Lions playing the Atlanta Falcons. I think I'm gonna stick with the Falcons because they have the offense. I think to take it to the Detroit Lions. I mean, Falcons last in Week Six put up 40 points against yeah, the Vikings. But which Falcons are gonna show up? You it's know? true. So I'm going to go Lions on this one because wow. well, partly because again I got to take some risks to catch ground, <laughs> but to me this one is pretty kind of a coin flip. Right. Maybe Atlanta by 51. percent Okay, and then we have Cleveland Browns playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland does not play their division well, no. Nope. So I'm going to go Bengals, and I think they're going to be able to pull this one together. I think they will too, and I think the Bengals are getting it together, and I think they're going to do fine. Then we have Pittsburgh at Tennessee. One of the last unbeaten teams other than the Seahawks this this game. so Yeah, the, well, both of them. Both of them, yeah. So we're going to have one less, yeah. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. because Boy, I, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does, because on paper, I think the Steelers have a better defense, a better offense. The Tennessee Titans defense is not good. I mean, they almost, they took, the Houston Texans took them to overtime. Yeah, you talked me into it. I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. I think this is going to be a, a good, fun game, but I think this is going to put the stamp on, are the Titans, like, truly a contender? And it's going to be, nah, no. I don't think they really are. After that is Carolina at New Orleans, another division. Is this all division this week? This is a lot of division. A lot of games. division, not yeah. all division. Uh, Yeah, Carolina at New Orleans. You know, this one's going to be interesting because if New Orleans loses, you're going to have to put a fork in them. I think so, but I think... Much like we've talked about many times, the big problem with the Saints is, yes, their offense isn't getting going like they need to, even though they eked out a win uh, a week or two ago. it's their de- And their defense is fine. They just commit so many penalties that they just shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly. So this this is a game that if the, if the New Orleans Saints don't commit a shit ton of penalties, I think the Saints will win this game. I'm going with Carolina. 
But if they do, I think the Carolina <laughs> Panthers going to win. So, so I, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Saints. Okay. All right. So we got two different ones so far. This is what. Wow. Oh boy. Uh, Buffalo and New York Jets. I mean, it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. They're going to come. They've lost two in a row. They're going to come out. They're pissed. playing the, ju- the They're Jets. Playing the who Jets who can't do anything right in this division game. Is so, Flacco yeah. starting now? Flacco is starting. Oh boy. He is still starting. Well, they got an elite starter. They now. put up zero against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Uh, then we have the Dallas uh, Cowboys playing the Washington uh, football team. Cowboys with Andy Dalton, and, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Andy Dalton's not a terrible quarterback. He started for years, took a team to the playoffs. He did, and I think the big issue with that game against the Cardinals one is that the Cardinals just smash it, like just repeatedly <laughs> smash him on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. As well as the Cowboys' offensive line is just hurt. I mean, Zach Martin went down last night. It's just a carousel of defense, uh, offensive linemen, I'm sorry. As well as Andy Dalton, this is his like first starting role in a long time. In an offense, he's not like built for. And now you got Chase Young coming after you. you got Chase you. Young coming after you. So I think this is going to be a very interesting game. Um, I'm not sold on what Washington is doing offensively because Kyle Allen is a bizarre thing that they're trying to do. Um, so I'm going to stick. I'm going to say Washington football team i think yeah you know that's what uh that's what i'll do too let's go i'll go ahead and do that okay then we have the green bay packers coming off a big loss against the tampa bay buccaneers uh playing the houston texans yeah they're gonna green bay is gonna get get their things in order and i i think this game is gonna be a shootout but i think it's gonna be green bay who takes it yeah um because tampa bay their their defense is finally getting rolling they had a phenomenal pass rush um, where they blitz uh, Aaron Rodgers a lot, put him off balance, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas Houston does not have that. So I think Rodgers, the, Rodgers and that team is going to get it back together. They're going to get in sync, and that offense is going to take off again, I'm, I'm predicting. Then we have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. That one, That one's going to be fun. The problem is... You know, we've seen Arizona put up these flashes, these huge shows right. like they did live. Well, as of the recording this recording last night. Right. Um, but which one are they going to be able to do it against? The, well, I mean, they are going to be able to do it. Seattle's defense isn't great. Are they Seattle's gonna, defense is very bad, especially against the pass. So. Yeah. So I want to say that Arizona can knock them off again because just these weird divisional games that can right. happen like that. But I just don't. Russell's just balling his mind out right now. And, so. and, Se- and Seahawks are coming off a bye. So I'm very curious how this is going to go. Uh, I'm going to say this is my upset of the week. And ooh. I'm sorry, Riley from <laughs> from, a, from another Casey podcast. Uh, Which one? Uh, who who is this made for? Um, who the hell is this made for? Oh yeah, yeah. Tie. yeah. Um, but no, uh, I, I I think that this is going to be a fun fun game. But I think Seattle's defense is going to it's it, that is their big weak link is their secondary, and I just think Arizona is just going to have a have a have a great game. Okay, here's my thing. And it's a division game. It is. I'm going to go Seattle. Okay. Just for the just for for our little fake competition here, <laughs> but I'm going to be rooting for Arizona in my heart of hearts. I think this is going to be a fun game. And don't get me wrong, I love Russell Wilson. I, we I have, love both we have, of those. We have nothing good to say about him and Kyler Murray such a We have nothing good to say about him. We have nothing but good things to say about him. <laughs> um as well as Kyler Murray such so, so much fun to watch. I love watching him run. He looks like a toddler chasing like running with a yeah, with something yeah. he's not supposed to have in his hand. Really good at sliding too. Really great at sliding. He's gotten way better at that. Then we have uh, another divisional game. The Kansas City uh, Chiefs are playing the Denver Broncos. I think we're going to make Locke look foolish. Yes. Um, yes. I, I was going to expand on that point, but we already talked about Detroit against the, the Patriots last 
last weekend. And I think our defense is better than the Patriots, especially Hurt is way better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and again, divisional games are always crazy, but um, Locke is kind of still coming off that shoulder injury. They're they're just not looking good. It might be a snow game. It, it could be a snow game. I think yeah, in Denver they might be doing that. But I think we're both going to pick Kansas City Chiefs. After that, San Francisco at New England, which is well, that's going to be a weird one. It's going to be a really weird game because last time we played it, that was a long time they, they, they last played each other. And then San Francisco's coming off a big game against the Rams. Where yeah, they, they dominated that game, embarrassed them. But they haven't looked. That's the best they've looked all season. And yes, that's the best they looked all season, despite Jimmy G still not looking the best. Like there's still a lot of open passes he just missed because of pressure and other stuff. But um, but they had a good attack. And, and again. I still go back to Kyle Shanahan, despite shitting the bed in in big situations in the Super Bowl. Um, it's still a great coach and still a great schematic coach. So I'm picking the. I'm thinking I'm going to stick with the 49ers on this one. Oh boy! All right, we're going to have three separations here. I'm going to go New England. Uh, I think Cam. This is four separations. This is four. Yeah. I think Cam is gonna. I think he's going to figure it out. He, he had two weeks of no, well, hopefully no football <laughs> doing anything. So right. he gets a game under his belt against Denver. Now he's back. He'll be a little better at full, not right. full capacity, right. but yeah, I think New England. Okay. Very interesting. Thanks. Then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars who have not looked good the past couple weeks. Yeah. Versus the Los Angeles Chargers who have looked pretty good the last two weeks. Yeah. I think Justin Herbert's going to keep climbing. I think I, LA's got it. I think so. I'm going with the Chargers as well. Then we have our Sunday night football game, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Las Vegas Raiders. I can only hope that Tampa Bay is going to take John Gruden off his dumb throne that he thinks he's sitting on. I agree. And I just, I hope Carr comes out and looks like the doe-faced boy he is. Yes, because look at this. The Las Vegas Raiders, their defense is not good. Um and as well as you saw what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, defense did to Aaron Rodgers, who is a much better quarterback than Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a very brutal game to watch. A fun game for Chiefs for fans. Us, yes. And Broncos fans and Chargers fans, but bad game for Raiders fans. So I'm going with both going with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then our Monday night football game is the Chicago Bears, who are five and one. Five and one with the with big dink folds. <laughs> versus the Los Angeles Rams. Um, oh, boy. I, I'm amazed because um, the the Bears defense is is coalescing as well. They're 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 coalescing as well um, and becoming better, as well as their offense is just doing enough to hang in there. You know. Yeah. Um. But I'm I don't I'm not again. I think much like the Tennessee Titans, the Bears are fool's gold. I don't trust them. I don't like them. Um. So I, I just think that. I feel bad for Bears fans because they don't have a true quarterback of the future despite everything going on. Um, so I'm, I'm picking the Rams for this one. Um, I think I am too. I like bounce back games. I like bounce back games a lot. Uh, and the Rams, I, I think, yeah, I think they're going to pair up well with this defense. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. That, uh, that is it. So we had four separations. So I'm either going to look real bad next week or, or I am. I think, I think we're going to go on a run if some weird shit happens. Oh, so. boy. Because now we're getting towards the middle-ish of the season and all hell breaks loose. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> not. Hell can break loose, but hopefully a uh, a, a COVID outbreak does not That's break right. loose. That's right. So stop, don't nobody, if you're listening to this, don't have dinner with Cam Newton. Don't, just never trust Don't him. do it. If anyone has COVID or has symptoms of COVID, please stay away from them. 
I would say don't have dinner with Cam regardless because it's you'd probably be in a weird spot if you were able to have dinner with Cam Newton. Right, right. You probably have some other other big stuff you might be able to do instead of have dinner. He seems fine. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. I, like, I feel I'm like, thinking. have you ever, have, well, you don't have to answer this. Let's just talk hypothetically for a second. I love hypotheticals. If you've ever hypothetically been super high, but then that one guy kind of ruins it by getting just way too <laughs> philosophical, but then you find out later that he's completely sober. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what it would be like to be with Cam. Yeah. <laughs> you just talk about the weirdest shit and oh, he'd be yeah. wearing his outfits that he wears, it's which the, he looks great. It's but. the Jaden Smith thing where Jaden Smith would yes, have yes. his his Twitter is crazy hilarious of like a dumb person who thinks they're very smart and just asking just saying random weird shit and that's probably exactly how Cam did. And that's not, you know, more power to Cam. But I cannot handle his Instagram posts with the uppercase, lowercase, every single and letter. just the weird characters and stuff. It's bizarre. And I think that's how he talks. I think so. So avoid dinner with Cam Newton. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Not here. just because of COVID, because it's probably weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Listen to us more. I think if you if you want to, you can find us on Debates on Tap. That's where we are with Pork Cheek, and we have a good old time and and scream some obscenities, mostly. Yeah, most of the time. And I also, I just want to say, we time travel, and I told a, told a joke, that, and it did a bit that's from the future that I don't think people will know. <laughs> that's how meta we are. We just, we, our, our heads are just so far in time travel and space that right. you can't bring us down. And so, if you want more spooky that's time right. travel stuff. Come for next week, because... <laughs> Shout out to Ty from Who the Hell is This For for coming <laughs> coming on in the future. So, <laughs> oh boy, uh, that's every every other Monday is debates on tap. Right. Every Friday, you can get a dose of us every week if you need it. Uh, right. You know, take us in moderation. But every Friday, we have another thing. Um, and then you're hearing this, I believe, two weeks before a week, a week. Oh, you are a week away from a special right. week long marathon of the debates on tabloids with special guests, a spooky guests. I, I already surprise announced one, I guess, <laughs> um, as well as fun bits in a fun beer bracket. So, yeah, prepare for that, people. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Email us your any predictions, any complaints you have. We love complaints. We take God, exclusively. Give complaints. us all the complaints. Uh, email us at debates on fans at gmail.com. Uh, oh. Yell at us on Twitter. A lot of people do that on Twitter at debates on tap and then you can find us on instagram at debates on pictures right. and then you know whatever you're listening to us on like next time you're watching thursday night football and you're like you know i want some commentary other than what joe buck is saying <laughs> flip on our podcast and just listen that's to right. that and just Absolutely. keep watching football we'd love to we'd love to hear from you talk to you i think that's it for us so that's it all right have a good week go chiefs <laughs>